Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your man, DJ Blacks of Adequate Music, and tonight we're going to bring to you two important assistance programs that's out there that is available to help those in need with this economic crisis we have going on due to COVID-19. Now, as a DJ and other entertainers and gig workers, do we qualify for these type of assistance programs? So we're going to talk about the Payment Protection Program, which is offered by the United States government. And we're going to talk about the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program, which is provided by your state in conjunction with the United States government. Again, I'm your man, DJ Blacks of Adequate Music. You guys could follow me on Instagram at Superblacks. My YouTube page is at Superblacks. It's right here on your screen. On Facebook, follow me at Adequest. Also at Leon Stevenson. And if you enjoy this video and you're going to find it helpful for you, please, I would like for you to send a tip. You know, my cash app is dollar sign DJ Blacks and my Venmo is DJ Blacks. So again, like I said, no pressure, but because of the crisis we're in, every dollar is sort of urgent, particularly for the DJs who's out there working hard. And we try to do these live shows and live streams to help everybody out. So on that note, let's get it started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your man, DJ Blacks. I'm here in the flesh. Once again, bring you another video. Hopefully you find my video series very, very helpful. I try to bring information that is helpful to the masses in the best way possible, particularly to those who do work like me. We work in the entertainment industry, we're DJs, so I try to bring videos that's helpful to make sure that you know we spread the knowledge the best way we possibly can. And again, tonight's video is gonna focus on two economic stimulus programs that's out there to help guys and girls like you and me. Um, we're talking about the Payment Protection Program and we're talking about the Pandemic Unemployment Program. So what's the difference between the two? As I stated earlier, the Payment Protection Program is offered by the United States government and they use your local banks and now some online institutions like your PayPal, um, uh, Square Capital, stuff like that. And of course, your local, local community banks in your local area that's participating in this program. This PPP for short is more like a loan, but it is forgivable if you spend the money in the proper way. And the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program is pretty much unemployment, but it's also, it's working together with conjunction of your state and the United States government. So the both of them are teaming up together to make sure those who are unemployed can get this assistance. All right. So we're going to start off talking about the PUA, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program. And the reason for that is, Again, many of us are out of work. We're unemployed right now. DJs, gig workers, other contract type entertainers, if you're impersonator, magician, stuff like that. So do these programs help us? Well, to let you know, there have been a lot of modifications since it was first launched back in early April. I live in the state of Georgia, so every state might do their POA PUA programs just a little bit different. So if I'm not 
accurate because you don't live in the state of Georgia, please go to your website, your unemployment website of your local state and look up information to get further details, okay? I'm gonna give you the knowledge the best way I could interpret it. I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an accountant, I just try to read and understand and then share the knowledge in the most basic layman terms so that we could all get an idea. Even those who work in journalism, professionally in life and, and um, other high profile offices could tell you when it comes to these laws and policies instituted by your government or your state agencies, the wording sometimes can get confusing. So, you know, we try to uh, interpret it and explain it in the most basic terms possible so that everybody could understand. Um, and I'm going to try to do the same thing here too. Okay, so let's get started. We're going to talk about the PUA first, which is provided by the CARES Act. The CARES Act is the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Assistance Programs. CARES Act for short, and they have two programs, the PUA and the PPP. So I live in the state of Georgia, and the PUA is offered here in the state of Georgia. I did thorough research and what I come to found, not every state is participating in unemployment programs and or the PUA. Fortunately for the state of Georgia that I live in, they do have it. So if you do not live in Georgia, look up your local state and see if they have these programs available. What I'm explaining tonight might be the basics that might apply to many different states, but again, refer to your local state programs to see all specific details so that way you get the best information possible. All right, so the PUA, Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program, is simply there to help those who cannot get employment right now, particularly for us DJs. When the program first launched, it didn't include us like gig workers, DJs, entertainers. But then when you think about it, they had to go back and make some modifications because DJs, do I do work for the government? Yes, I do. They hire me to do performances, DJ work, sound work for them. So I am a person that provides services that they need, whether it's a school function, whether it's a corporate function to talk about presentations. They need audio, they need visuals. And we're the guys that usually help them through that. So I'm glad the state of Georgia went back, refined, did some modifications and said, hey, Atlanta is a major city in our state. And a lot of people that live in the city of Atlanta, they work in the entertainment field and they're struggling just as much as those who work at a corporate job nine to five. So we got to make sure we help them too, because they're part of the economy. They pay taxes. They spend money. We do everything that everybody else do. The only difference is we play music and most of the time we're self-employed. But that does not mean we cannot have some of the assistance that's out there. Okay. So with that being said, let's get into it. Okay. The PUA, when it first launched, like I said, didn't include us. After they did some modifications, they included us. In the state of Georgia, you cannot apply for it the exact same way you apply for unemployment assistance, which I did. When, it first, when I first figured out I couldn't get any more gigs and it closed down the state, I went to the website and I applied for the employment thinking, okay, maybe I might get some help. 
I got an email and a letter a few days later saying I do not qualify because I didn't technically work for a company who was paying in unemployment insurance assistance. So I was saying to myself, okay, what am I gonna do now? Where am I gonna go? How am I gonna feed my family? How am I gonna keep on going? Come to know, after some modifications, some things went down, they updated the program, and guess what happened? They said gig workers, sole proprietors, the self-employed are not included in this. We could partake in getting government assistance to help us out economically. So I then got a second letter in the mail stating that I don't have to reapply. I could use my same profile that I set up on the website at the beginning and then they'll transfer that over since I'm a gig worker and I will get a special link to a website where I could apply to. And guess what happens? A few days later, I did get that website link and it gave me specific instructions to prove that I am a DJ, I am self-employed, et cetera, et cetera. So what did they ask for? They asked for a list of almost 15 different items, but it was either an and or. What that means is you don't have to submit all 15. You submit what you have available. So let's talk about that. All right. So based on what I received and what I got from the state government email, these are some of the things that they had. And the reason why I picked these, because these are the things that I had already available to prove that I am self-employed and I am a DJ. They do ask for more, but you submit what you have. Because again, the longer you take and if money runs out, you might find yourself not get any assistance. So you've got to try to move as fast as possible. So whatever I had, I submitted. So what they did ask for was a Schedule C from the Form 1040 from your state taxes, okay? The good thing is your taxes for 2019 did not have to be filed yet. All you had to do was fill out the Schedule C form, which is pretty much an income statement sheet basic income statement sheet with some showing some income and showing some expenses and then you have a net income on line 31 okay that's pretty much all it is not hard to fill out i mean you could definitely find youtube videos out there how to fill one out but again it's a basic income uh, sheet that you fill out if you're self-employed and you could apply it to your state taxes when you're doing your taxes and again the taxes did not have to be completed Okay. The next thing they asked for was bank records. So if you have a bank account and money's going in and out, they want to see those bank records showing that income is coming in, income is going out. Now, do you have to have the Schedule C and the bank records? Like I said, it was either or. I submit both of them because I don't know exactly what was going to suffice and what would qualify. They could probably use everything or they pick one or two and say, you know what, he's official. Let's, let's see if you could help him out. The next thing they ask for is a business license. Some DJs have it, some DJs don't. If you have it, shoot one in there, you know, send it to them so they can see that you are working within the state confines, you are official, et cetera, et cetera. They also want to see customer statements and invoices. 
Invoices could mean the contracts or agreements you as a DJ provide to your clients, or if your clients see your invoice with your name on it, the services, and the dollar amount that you charge. They just want to verify that, again, you are working with customers and clients, and they are working back and forth with you, and then you do have an agreement. My invoices are simply my customer agreements, okay? It has the dollar signs, the dates I'm performing, what am I playing, what services you look for, and everybody has to sign off on it. So when they see signatures on it, they'll be like, okay, this got to be official because if it could happen, it could hold up in a court of law. Another thing they asked for was payment receipts. So as a DJ, if you collect your money via credit cards, cash app, Venmo, PayPal, whatever way you do it, cash or check, they want to see some sort of receipt that you paid somebody I mean, somebody paid you and then this shows the name of the person that paid you or the entity and you collected that uh, revenue. Okay. Advertisements could be anything. It could be print, online, etc. Well, in today's world, most DJs don't put ads in a paper anymore. What most of us have are things that we put on other websites. So say, for example, if you subscribe to a... Uh, um, a gig finding website, sort of like a thumbtack or bart.com, that's a way of advertising. Remember, you're paying for that space to be on that website and people could see it and people could call you and, you know, ask what you could do for them and you could provide your services for them. I provided the, um, the state my Instagram page, which demonstrates all my, a lot of my DJ gigs with pictures and videos. I submitted my YouTube page to them because that's a way of me advertising. You see what I'm saying? You could click on the links and see me perform in front of crowds, and this is what I do. All right? So you could send them various different type of forms of ways you do advertisements. I know some people subscribe to places like Thumbtack, Bart.com, Gig Salad. Some DJs have their Instagram page. They use that as a form of advertisement that you could put on your business card, or you could send them an email, and people could click on it and verify that you are who you are, you know, your Facebook page is a form of advertisement. And remember, you can put ads on those platforms like Instagram and Facebook. So those are all considered paid advertisements in my book because, again, you pay for the spaces. And if you don't pay for them, then guess what happens? You're not on those sites, especially if you're paying for ads like on Thumb. I mean, on if you pay for ad space on Thumbtack, Gig Salad, or if you pay for ads on Facebook and Instagram and so forth of that nature. All right. So those are the things they were looking for. Again, I submitted these items, which one they took into consideration. Of course, I don't know that part. What I am saying is they did have a longer list, but I just submitted what I had ready available because I know with these programs, sometimes the monies do run out. So I just made sure I have my documents together. And once I realized what they wanted, I just sent them the documents and so forth of that nature. So here we go. This next piece right here I'm showing you guys is a basic invoice and a check. The top part is an invoice and the check is from the exact same institution. So being that if you look at this, this check is from a high school. When you work for many schools, they usually pay in a form of a check. Again, it's a state government institution. I also send them the actual agreement and the contracts that the state and I mean the school and I had to work through and have got to sign off to verify that I work with them. And usually with many schools, you have to get things notarized. So once I send that document in with a copy of this pay stub and this paycheck, the school, I mean, 
the state departments that's doing unemployment, the people that work there, they could probably look at it and say, you know what, he is official. He has all his documents. He had it notarized. The school signed off on him and he performed work for these businesses or these institutions. Okay. So again, you could do whatever you want, but again, make your life easier. So if you look at this um, stub here, it says DJ deposit for ROTC award celebration. Um, that's the, the number. Um, that's the price they paid. That's a check number, et cetera, et cetera. And if you look down here, here goes my name. Of course, I blurred out some information so you can't track everything, but you get the idea. You know, you could submit stuff like this and see what could work for you definitely, okay? All right. Next thing we're going to talk about right now is the PPP. So what is the PPP? The PPP is the Payment Protection Program. What that means is this is another form of assistance that could help you pay your employees, pay yourself, to my understanding, based on what I read, but it's had, the money has to be spent in a specific way, whereas in unemployment, you can spend the money however you want. So before I get into further details of what the PPP is, let me try to break it down, the distinction between the two. PUA, which is payment, I mean, pandemic unemployment assistance is there to help those who cannot get work. You're unemployed, you can't get work. So you, you, you put out for it, you apply for it. And if you get approved for it, you get um, employment assistance compensation to help you out until you find another job. But in the meantime, you still have to be active and willing to look for work. Now, in this COVID-19 pandemic, they are allowing you to still collect unemployment if you live in a household with somebody who has COVID-19. And I would see why they would do that. If say somebody in my household is affected by COVID-19, I also have to quarantine. So technically I can't go look for work. So again, they thought about some of these details and they brought it forward, okay, to help us out. So that's what it means. I'm available to work. I have the ability to work, but I just can't because either A, B being a DJ, nobody's doing social gathering events right now. Or if you have somebody in your household, for example, that has been affected by the COVID-19, you have to stay home quarantine and take care of them also. In my situation, nobody in my household has been affected, or at least we don't think nobody has the COVID-19 virus. Of course, we couldn't get tests to verify that because you guys know if we're not showing any symptoms, they're not just giving out tests like that. So, so far between my wife, myself, and my newborn baby, none of us exhibit any symptoms of COVID-19, even though I do go out and go to the grocery store from time to time. And I was DJing up until the middle of March and the virus was out before then, but even me going out DJing and doing some gigs, I have not felt any symptoms or felt any way to make me feel like I got, I was affected by COVID-19. My wife, she also works too, you know, but she's working from home, especially with a newborn baby. But again, none of us exhibit that, even though we have to leave the house from time to time to get groceries and other essentials. All right. Now, the PPP, what does that do? The PPP is governed through the SBA, the Small Business Association, and that's given to you in the form of a loan. OK, 
sisters give it to you in the form of a loan, that means you have to pay it back. And it has specific instructions that you have to spend the money on, whether that be mortgage, uh, payroll costs to your employees, utilities, and some other things, okay? But what if you're self-employed and you work from home? Can you use that money to pay the mortgage of your house? After some research, I learned you cannot use that to pay the mortgage on the house or the rent if you live there. It has to be a place of business, somewhat like, say, if you, owe, if you were paying rent in a, a rental space in a shopping plaza that's zoned for business. But you can't use it to pay the mortgage in your personal private residence. Okay, so what does that mean? Again, based on the research that I found, you can't use it that way, but you are allowed to pay yourself because again, you gotta help yourself out, okay? Now, all the specifics on this program is still not spelled out. Even when I watch TV shows on CNN, CNBC to get further details, even the experts out there still don't have the exact answers of exactly how this money could be used to pay employees, particularly for those who are self-employed or gig workers like myself. How does it work? I went on the website, I read as much as I possibly can, and some of the things I just can't interpret it properly. So if you guys see this video and you guys could chime in and say, hey, DJ Blacks, this is exactly what it meant, hey, then I could probably get further clarification. But my take on it is since I am self-employed, I could use that money to pay myself my salary and then pay my bills in my house like I normally would. Another thing with the PPP is it's good for eight weeks. So if you are approved for the loan, you have eight weeks to dispense the money and use it to pay any business expenses, okay? You cannot use it to pay personal stuff. It's used for the business to help you out. So again, the difference between the PPP and the PUA is the PUA is unemployment. It has no restriction on how you spend the money and it's provided in conjunction with your state and the U.S. government. And of course, if you've been on unemployment, you have to claim your unemployment weekly. And the weeks you don't claim it, then you probably, not, you probably won't get no employment assistance or unemployment assistance, I should say. And in most cases, you still have to be actively seeking work and so forth of that nature, okay? All right, and the PPP is granted to you as a loan. Now, the loan can be forgiven if you could prove that you use it to pay your employees, if you to pay specific um, monthly bills like mortgage, utilities, rent, and so forth of that nature, all right? So let's see what are some of the basic requirements for the PPP. Okay, some of the basic requirements for the PPP are proof of income and expenses, okay? Again, similar to what we talked about earlier for the PUA, they want to see that money's coming in and some of the things you spend your money on to maintain your business. So they want to see proof of income. Again, that could be receipts that, hey, I person paid me, here goes a receipt. And if it's expenses, same thing, receipts. Every month I pay these bills to keep my business afloat. Here goes a proof. It could be, again, simply receipts, some sort of agreement, whatever that may be to show that money was exchanged for goods and services. And if it's for expenses, money you spent to keep your business afloat, okay? As we spoke about earlier too, a Schedule C form. 
We spoke about that. It's basically, like I said, like a small basic income statement that shows money coming in, some expenses went out, and on line 31, it will show your net income. I, I think it's line 31, I'm positive line 31 because I do that thing so many times to make sure my calculations are on point. So on line 31, that will show your net, okay? And whatever your net is, that lets them know, okay, it's like a basic income balance sheet, for example. And again, your taxes for 2019 does not have to be finalized, okay? So you can still apply for these things without finalizing your taxes. Again, your job is to try to get these things applied for as soon as possible. So if you didn't do your taxes, don't worry about it. Your taxes are not due till July. But again, these financial programs to help us out might run out of funds before July. So your best job is to get in, apply, and get things moving in your direction. Another thing they want to see is bank records. They want to see bank records. I mean, basically said, you just download a copy of your bank record, or if you get it in the mail, you upload it, they want to see that. And another requirement, they want to know that you've been in operation on or before February 15th, 2020. So since I've been a DJ forever, I know I've been in business way before February 15th, 2020. So those are some of the basic things that they're looking for for the PPP. Again, nothing too complicated, nothing hard to obtain. You will just have to do some paperwork, especially if you're doing things like the Schedule Form C. You got to get your numbers together and put it on the sheet. Um, do some basic calculations, and the calculations are just pretty much addition subtraction, nothing hard to do. And again, if you need assistance with that, I could give you some sort of guise of what I did. Um, again, I'm not going to fill out anybody's paperwork for them, but I could say, hey, in line 31, this is what they're looking for. Now, whatever you put in there, that's on you. But I can tell you what line 31 they're looking for. In line 7, they ask for this. And I learned just like everybody else learned. You know, over the years doing your own business, you learn a couple of things here and there. You watch videos. You do um, research on the Internet. But again, the 1040C form is not really complicated. And even if you go on the Internet and you download a Schedule C form, it comes with an eight-page, nine-page guide on how to fill it out. It's not really that hard. Again, and you don't have to fill out every single blank in it. You only fill out what's pertained to you. So that's basically what they need for the PPP. All right. So since it is a loan, how do you know how much you're going to get? Okay. I'll break down the basics for you to let you know how much you could qualify for if you qualify. All right. All right. So what you see on your screen now is the way to calculate the maximum loan amount you could get with the PPP program, okay? So for example, if you follow me on your screen, if you made $96,000 in the year 2019, okay, just say you made $96,000 as a DJ or any other type of gig work you did, you cleared $96,000, okay? They wanna see your monthly average income. So you're gonna take 96,000 divided by 12 and that equals $8,000. So every month you're averaging $8,000. Then you're gonna take that 8,000, multiply it by 2.5. That's the number that's on the website, you know, cause again, this program is to last for two months. So they're gonna give you enough money to hold you over for about two and a half, I mean, two and a half months, okay? Which is about eight weeks add on plus or minus some additional expenses. So that's the reason why that 0.5 is there. They give you a little bit buffer because again, since things fell apart, 
we know some expenses have accumulated, so you get a little bit of buffer at that 0.5 to get some additional cash to help you out, okay? So if you take that 8,000, multiply it by 2.5, you get 20,000. So 20,000 would be the maximum loan amount you would get if you made $96,000 in a given year. And that's basically it. Once you do these basic calculations, you submit or apply for the loan, and guess what happens? They will cut you a check in the amount that what it is, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, I will say this. Do not try to fluff your numbers in any way, shape, or form. If you made 50000 just put 50000 Because remember, this is a loan. The bigger the loan, if it's not approved to be, um, what's the word? If it's not eligible for you not to pay it back or for it to be forgiven, you got to pay $50,000 back. So even though the interest rate is very low at 1%, if it's not forgiven, like I said, you will have to pay it back. So I made sure when I applied for it, I applied for it with hopes that it will be fully forgiven. But if for some reason that it's not, I can still manage those monthly payments until I pay it off. Okay. So the question you may have for yourself is, DJ Blacks, you spoke about these two programs. Did you qualify and were you approved for them? The answer is yes. I qualified for both and I was approved for both. So let me show you the approval letter that I received from Square Capital, okay? With my PPP, I applied with three different institutions. I applied with my bank that I've been banking with for 25 years, which is Regions Bank. They denied me. So that let me start thinking, hmm, I may have to decide my to bank with a different bank. I've been with them for so long, and in a time of crisis, they weren't there for me. But that's a different topic for a different time. Then I also, since I learned that online financial institutions, sort of like your PayPal's and your Square Capital, they also are taking on the responsibility to help out with uh, processing these loans. I do have an account with PayPal. I've been with PayPal since 1997-98. They also denied me. Since I do take credit card payments from my customers, I do all my credit card transactions through Square and Square Capital. So I also applied through them. So out of all three, Square Capital approved me for my loan, okay? And I was so happy about that. Okay, so here's my approval letter. Okay, it says, congratulations, hello Leon, your SBA Paycheck Protection Loan application for the amount of dot dot six seven through Square Capital has been approved. We will deposit the funds into your bank account ending in bat 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 one in the next one to 10 calendar days. And this just happened, like I said, a few days ago. You can apply for loan forgiveness for approved costs during the eight week period from the origination date of the loan, okay? So that's what I was telling you guys before. If you do not use these funds appropriately, the loan will be not forgiven and you have to pay it back. And of course, you know, there's some other information on what the loan has to it and some of the stipulations with it, okay? All right. And another good thing with businesses, the loan, if you have to start repaying it, does not start until December 6th. So they give you a little bit of time to get back on your feet and stuff like that. So the question is that some of you may be having now is Blacks, you approve for the PPP and the PUA. Can you do that? 
Well, in a situation like this, there's no one easy answer. What I do know is I did not know what I was gonna get approved for. So I applied for programs that I know that I think I qualify for. That's the best I could do. I could apply for the PUA and I would have got denied. I could apply for the PPP and I would have got denied. So I don't know what I was gonna do. And there is no written documentation that says you cannot apply for both. So I apply for both. Now the thing is, you have both of them. How does that work? I really don't know the answer either. I called my unemployment office, two different offices here in the city of Atlanta, quite a few times to talk to somebody and my phone calls have not been returned yet. I also left voicemails and still haven't gotten a return phone calls yet. I would prefer to get some documentation on this so that way I have something to refer to. Because one thing I do know, when you call places sometimes, you can talk to three different people and three different people give you three different answers. Another thing is with the PPP, it does state that if you are approved for the PPP, you may be, keywords, may be, this is directly from the website, may be ineligible for PUA assistance. But there's no direct wording to say, hey, in the state of Georgia, if you get the PUA, you cannot get PPP, or at least I haven't found it. I went on the website on the PUA for the state of Georgia, and I went to the, um, the SBA. I went to uh, Square Capital's website to read everything I could read, and I cannot find anything that specifically states you cannot use both. But to help myself and make sure I try to do things right, I will continue to seek this information. I did read that some people did say that their states are allowing you to collect PPP and PUA, but I haven't nothing specifically found anything for the state of Georgia and how it works here. And then I found some states, some people recorded that saying some states frown upon that, but they're still sifting through the information to see if that's allowed or not. So even the government officials, based on what I see on TV or YouTube videos, people talking about it, again, nobody has specifics. What I am saying is apply and see what you get. If you feel iffy about it, again, do not exhaust everything, hold some money back. So if you have to pay some money back or give it back, you clear your name and you're good to go. But again, if you guys find anything out there, please let me know, share with me again. I don't want to get in trouble and I don't want to get nobody else in trouble. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. I just do the best that I can to find information to see what could help me and work for me. And I'm just sharing this information with you to let you know as a DJ, as a gig worker or an entertainer, you can apply for these programs. They are out there to help us and there's nothing wrong with applying for government assistance. Hey man, if it's there and it's money, you take it. Help yourself out until otherwise notice. Hopefully everybody here enjoyed the video and enjoyed what I had to present to them today. Hopefully you found this information useful. If you did, again, hit me up in the comments, let me know. You can follow me on YouTube and subscribe at Super Blacks. Hit that notification bell so when I put out new videos, you get it. Follow me on Instagram, also at Super Blacks. You see the information right here at the bottom of your screen. All the information you need to know to follow me on the internet is right here. Follow me on Facebook at Adequest and at Leon Stevenson. And again, tips are very appreciative. You could tip me at Cash App 
dollar sign DJ Blacks or at Venmo at DJ Blacks. I do my best to record these videos, find the information, and I'm hoping that you guys find this information useful. And, you know, I do do my live DJ gig stuff on Instagram, Facebook. So I do entertain even though we're all quarantined at this pop at this time. So once again, thank you for everybody for tuning in. I appreciate everything. And again, hit me up with any questions or concerns. Even if you guys found information that could help me help you or help others, share it with me. Don't be afraid to comment. You can reach out to me on my social platforms, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. You can send me an email at djblacks at gmail.com. That's djblaxx at gmail.com. And again, I'm about to sign off. Hopefully you guys have a good one. Reach out. Keep the knowledge going. Thank you.